0: The last thing we were discussing was a mahluket between Rabbi Il'a and Rabbi Hanina. According to Rabbi Il'a, if someone stole a, a lamb and it became a ram, a calf became an ox, it is considered a change and the thief now acquired it and he only has to pay based on what he stole. The four and five he doesn't have to pay. And Rabbi Hani now is asking a whole bunch of questions. He wanted to say that, no, uh, it's, uh, that change is not a change, and it's still considered the original owners, and he has to pay four times four, times five, like when he stole. And we ended up explaining that the Breita that says that if it gets changed, it's still, it is what it is. That's according to Beit Shammai. Bet Hilal is the one that says that once it gets changed, it becomes a total different entity. And we want to say the same look at Betchama and Bet Hillel in regards to items that were paid to a zonah. Now, with that, we're going to start Samach, Vav, Amud with Aleph, four lines in, in the middle of the line, where it says, So up until now, they're not arguing. Now, the way Rashi explains the Rabbi al and Rabbi Hanina, the Rabad, has a whole different explanation that we're talking about Bet and Bet but we're going to stick with Rashi. Plige. The only Mahlokit up until now between Rabbi La and Rabbi Hanina is El de shinui That according to Rabbi La. If, if a lamb becomes a ram it's considered a change and the thief now acquires it and according to Rabbi Hanina this type of change is not a, considered a change enough to make the thief acquire it but when it comes to paying everyone agrees you pay the double the times four times five whatever it is like whatever it was at the time of the theft because the bright says you pay the double and times four, times five, like when he stole. So if that's the case, it sounds like this argues on a Rav. The, Amar, Rav, Rav said, the principle you pay based on what you stole. But when it comes to times four, times five, it goes by whatever it's worth at the time when you bring it to Betin. So Umar, If he paid a lamb, a baby lamb, then he pays four or five baby lambs. If he paid cash, then he pays times four times five, like at the time when it showed this case showed up the be. By the way, this is Rashi's Perush on the sugya. Tosfot explains um, the, the tele that became an ayol is if the thief fed it so much that it grew, it grew to the size of an aisle, Then he pays times four times five like it originally was. And by Damim is if it went up or down in price, then you pay whatever it was worth at the time when it showed up to Betim. And the idea, according to Sword is because when it became uh, when it became fat or when it grew to the size of a ram, he could say, hey, I only stole from you a lamb, I didn't steal from you a ram. But if the same lamb is just worth more or less money, he can't say, uh, I stole this much from you or that much from you because at the end of it's just a lamb. Uh, interesting to spot, very good. i look into it. Amar said shinui said, When a thief steals an item, and there was a change done to it, or a change happened to the item that was stolen. The thief now acquires it. Ketiva It's in the it's in the pasuk and it's also in the Mishnah. Ketiva says in the pasuk he returns the theft that he stole. what do you have to add that asher gazal at the end? The perush is im shegazal if it is still like the time when it was stolen, okay, return it. And if it's not the same price or something happened to it, then damim He just has to pay money, whatever it was worth the time when he stole it. And we also have a mishnah tanina agozel Atsim and If someone stole wood, made the utensils. Same vasa and begadim or wool, and he made it clothing so he has to pay whatever he stole meaning uh, whatever the price is at the time he stole it Inami or, or he didn't give the first wool i guess to the kohen and then he already colored it it changed uh, what it is now it's it's colored wool Patur. he doesn't have to give it to the kohen anymore what do you understand from here that once there was a change to the item that was stolen that's it the thief acquired it and by the way by Rashita Gez, he is Patur because there's no specific Kohen that can ask for it no Kohen can make a claim this is one of those donations it's like Terumah you have to give Terumad, but no Kohen can ask for it same thing over here therefore it just says Patur so that was in regards to Shinuit the uh, change now Rabbah is still talking and he brings up the case of Viush. when the owner gave up on something. So an item was stolen from him, he gave up on it and, and the thief is holding it. Rabbah explained that the rabbis say that the thief is corner, he acquires the item that he stole. He just has to pay uh, cash for it, but he can keep the actual item. Mi hula dainan i deoraita i de Raban. Rabba said, I'm not sure when the Rabbanan said that he that the thief acquired it, I'm not sure that the Rita or the Rabbanan. Meaning, I deoraita, if it's in the Torah, I would say mididava mozeavida would be like finding a lost object. Motseavida lap kevandami ashma ra mina mika medidea de kanile in the case of a lost object, once the owner gave up on it, whoever found it acquires it. Either we learn it from the case of an object lost at sea or from the fact that we had to mention simanim in regards to clothing. That's the Mahalukah What's the source to the the fact that someone can keep an item that the owner uh, uh, gave up on? Rashi learns it from the sea. Tosfot learns it from the, 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 the Simla. Either way, hi Nami, say the same thing in regards to the stolen object. kivandmi ashmara we could say that since the owner gave up on it then the thief acquired it and Tosfot just explained it doesn't make a difference when the giving up happened as long as it happened then the thief uh, acquired it and he just has to pay cash so I understand from this that the ush the, is the from the Torah if the owner gave up it, it's uh, that's good enough to make let the thief acquire it from the Torah or maybe Maybe the theft is not the same as a lost object. In regards to the lost object, it came into his hands in a permissible way. A person found a watch on the street, he picked it up, that's all he did, he didn't steal it. And maybe only in that type of case, Yeush is quoting the Torah in the case of the thief since it came to his hands in a in a not a permissible way in an illegal way he stole it from someone who it's only from the from the rabbis that you're allowed to keep it the the only reason the rabbis allowed you to keep it you still have to pay for it but the the, the rabbis allowed you to keep it is so because if you if you don't let the thief keep it, he's never going to do teshuvah. I mean, for example, if someone uh, stole a, a piece of wood and he put it uh, as part of his house, you're going t- If you tell him to, to knock down his whole house in order to do teshuvah, he's never gonna knock down his house. He's never going to do teshuvah. So, uh, Rabanan gave him the option of just paying for it. So again, R- Rabbah says Yehush is koneh. He's not sure if it's the right or the Rabanan. We Rav Yosef, Amar, Yosef argues on Rabbi. He'll tell you, Yehush, Eno Kone, Yehush, giving up, doesn't help the Gazlan at all, Even Midrabanan, you have to give back the actual item, and you can't just pay cash. So now, Etive, Rav Yosef, the Rabba. Rav Yosef has a problem on Rabbi. You want to tell me that Yehush is Kone, midrabanan? How about this? Gazal Hametz, Ve'avar Ala Vapesah. Let's say someone stole Hametz from someone. And all of a sudden, uh, Pesach passed, uh, and you may, we know what it is. It's Hametz, Shavah, love, uh, Pesach, and Hametz, that Pesach has pesta that you never sold, you never got rid of it, you're not allowed any benefit from it. The thief could give back the actual Hametz and say, here, yeah, yeah, this is yours, you can keep it. And the reason you can do such a thing is because this is a uh, n- non-tangible damage. It's not something you could point out and explain. Meaning, I stole a bottle of whiskey. I gave back a bottle of whiskey. There's no difference to it. It's something that you can't really explain. And therefore, it counts. So here's the problem on Rabbah. But the owner of the whiskey bottle, the bread, whatever it was, once Pesach came, for sure, he gave up on it. He doesn't want to have anything to do with his uh, his, hametz. So for sure, he had Yush. Now, if you want to say that once he gave up on it, then it becomes the thieves. Otherwise, he's telling him, oh, here's your whiskey bottle. It's not my whiskey bottle. Opposite. It now became the thieves. And now he has to pay him cash for that bottle of whiskey. So, Amar Leir, Rabax explains of ki Ka'amina ana zemitia esh vizero zeliknot. No, when I said that the Yushu works, that's only if the owner gives up on it and the thief wants to acquire it. Bahai zemitia esh vizero zeliknot. But over here with with pesah, this one gave up on it and this one, the thief, does not want to acquire it. pesah, he doesn't want to do naviran pesah. And that's why Rabbah says, even though in general I hold you, is Kone, over here it's not Kone. So now, now has a question on Rabbah from Abraita. In regards to giving Korbanot, it says Korbanot, has to belong to the person giving it. Vilo ha-gazul. you can't give a stolen Korban. So, what are we talking about? If it's before the owner gave up on it, then for sure it's, it's, it's pasul. And why don't you even need a pasuk for to tell me that it's pasul? Of course it's pasul. Peshita, obviously it's pasul, right? Elalav, rather, what are we talking about? We're talking about a situation where the original owner gave up on it. He knows he's not like getting back his lamb. And now this person wants to give the Korban. And we're stepping in and saying, no, there's a pasuk that says not allowed. So Shmamina Yush Lakane. What am I understanding? The Yush is not good enough to acquire it, and therefore the Korban is no good because it's not yours. the um, responds. But according to your Shita, according to the Brayta that you brought, and we have another Brayta. It says Mishkavo v'lo Hagazul. If someone is Taneh, he's a Zav, and he touches a bed, it has to be his bed and not a stolen bed. And again, what are we talking about? If someone stole wool and made a bed out of it. Is there anyone who holds that if you actually with your hands change the item, it's not considered a, a good enough action to acquire it? Meaning, if you turn this wool into a bed, uh, for sure, it would be yours. Rather, what are we talking about? We're talking about a situation where someone stole his friend's bed. And from the Torah, it's coming to me that uh, since it was stolen, it does not become tameh. And same thing in regards to korban, you stole your friend's korban and you, you gave it as a korban and we're saying it's no good. Not for the first owner, not for the second owner, even if the owner gave up on it. So you have to say, this idea with the Korban has nothing to do with uh, yush or not yush. Even in the case where they were not Mitya'ish, the Hidush is that it doesn't even count for the original owner. So, Etibay Abaye, the Rav Yosef. Now Abaye turns around and he has a question on Rav Yosef who held that yush is not Koneh at all. We learned in Masakhat kelim Orot shel if regular person has leather, if he thought to use it for a specific use, at that point it becomes a finished product in a sense where it can now become tame. However, abdam, if it's the leather worker, he has a store of leather, in Mahshava his thinking itself does not make it able to become tame. Why? Because, you know, someone else comes in and says, instead of a jacket, I want a wallet, he'll change it to a wallet just to make a sale. So it's not considered a final product. A, a regular person, if he taught to do one thing with it, he's going to do that one thing. But the leather worker has told different rules. However, However, in regards to a thief, a, a ganav is someone uh, who was a pickpocket, someone who comes in at night and nobody knows what happened. So uh, the owner doesn't know who did it and he, 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 he just he gives up. He doesn't know who to, to make a claim on. So there was a yush. the thief acquires it. And therefore at that point, whatever the thief wants to use it for, that's good enough to make it from this point forward able to become tame. However, with the gazlan, armed robbery, so the person who was stolen from it knows who to make a claim on and therefore, it, it, he never really had yush, and therefore the gazlan never really acquires it. So therefore, if he was thinking to make tablecloth out of it, that's not good enough. Rabbi Shimon says the opposite. In regards to the armed robber, or the straight-out robber, uh, meaning, uh, you can't do anything about it. I had a gun, you gave up on it, and that was it. In that case, the Ghazlan acquires it, and therefore his Mahshavah <laughs> makes it tame. Vishil Gana, but the pickpocket, and Mahshavah met his thinking alone doesn't make it a myth. He never really acquired it. The Because the owners never really gave up on it. They think they could look for the thief and find him and get it back. Bottom line is what you learn according to Tarakama and Rebishimon. That if someone gave up on it, it uh, then the thief is kone, He acquires it. And that's a problem on Rav Yosef. I want to say Yush lo so Amar there, Yosef uh, responds to Abaye, What are we dealing with here? Kegon shekitsa'an. Over here, we're talking okay. about a situation where the thief cut it. And once he cut it, he made it in the shape of a tablecloth. Okay, he did a shinui maase. He did an action to change it. And now there was an action, plus yush, and that's for sure kone. So when there's two things together, then for sure it works. And then the thief would acquire it. Ela Amar Rather Rabbah explained, hi milta kashiba Rabbah Yosef Velo So this question Rabba asked Rav Yosef for twenty-two years and it was not answered until Rav Yosef became Rosh Shiva and then he had to to get the answer. And he explained as follows. The reason by leather, just thinking about it, it, change makes it a shinui, and with leather for for Rabbi Shimon is because shinui Hashem ke shinui maase When you change the name, that's like cha- doing an action to change to change it, and that's why he's koneh with the shinui. Meaning what's the reason with the with the change in uh, when you do an action to change the actual item? What's the reason the here the thief acquires it because before it was wood now it's a utensil Shinuya shem nami same thing in regards to changing the name originally people would call this just a piece of leather abarzine. now they're calling it uh abarzin, which is like a a, a finished product leather. And the Gemara has a question of Yosef I meaning you want to tell me that Shinoy Hashem is Kone, the Meresh. What about the uh, Abim? Abim, the Ikashinoy Hashem. They change it. The Meikara originally is Keshura, it's called Beam. When I buy it from the store, it's called Beam. Now, when I stole it from the person, I put it part of my house, it's called Ceiling. It's not Beam anymore, it's not part of the ceiling we have a famous uh, that if someone steals a beam from his friend and puts it part of the ceiling he only has to pay for it Why? Takana for people to do Teshuvah. Meaning, if I would make a person destroy his house and take off that beam and give it back to the person who stole it, no one's going to want to do Teshuvah. But if I told him just pay for it and you're good, people would pay for it and people will do Teshuvah. Now, Tama, what's the reason money works in this case? It's only Mipine Takana Tashavim. It's only because we want people to do Teshuvah. Halavachi hadar Be'aneh. But if it wasn't for, for that whole reason... We, for the whole reason of people doing teshuvah, we would tell a person you have to return it as is, not just give money. And even if the name changed, we don't care. You still have to give back the actual item. So the Gemara brings two answers. Amar of Yosef, number one, meresh alav. A beam is always a beam, no matter what. Even if you put a part of a ceiling, it's still a beam. Why the Tanya? We, it says in regards to the betam Migdash. Mikdash. Bayit, what's tzal'otah bayit? Elu hamaltetin. Those are pegs that they used to put the beams on. Those are the actual beams. So you see, even when they're in the ceiling, they're still considered beam. They're not considered ceiling. So there's never a shinuya shem. He explains it a little bit different. If, I, if you made a change to an item, but it could easily go back to what it originally was, that's not called a, a change. In a sense, where just calling it something different is considered a change, it's not. It's not a change. Over here, the beam is a beam. Even when you put it in the ceiling, it's still a beam. That if I would destroy the ceiling and I take off the I take off the beam, it's still a beam, it's still intact. There was no shino, and just calling it ceiling doesn't help you in this type of case. And that's why you would not be koneh. The only reason hacharim let it go so people could do teshubah. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem olam Amen. amen